Hello, Acaville Radio. Welcome to another episode of Talk Appella. I'm your host, Brian Alexander. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about some really cool things today because we have some very special guests joining us. So before we get to our guest today, we have a very big update. We have a brand new co-host joining us today, and that is none other than Alicia Edwards. Alicia, how's it going? Thank you, Brian. I'm pretty good. How's Texas? Uh, hot. Hot in okay. uh, Texas. You know, that's probably the best way I can put that. Definitely not what we've got in Utah right no? now. How's, it, how's the weather I had there? to scrape ice off my car this morning. Oh, geez. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. That is definitely not Are spring you, weather. Though? A little bit. A little bit. You know, it's kind of getting intense out here with the heat. So, hey. Fair enough. But yeah, thanks for coming on the show. You all might remember Alicia. She was on our previous episode. And so we thought, hey, let's invite her back here. You know, she uh, she's a very interesting, very entertaining, very insightful guest. You know, I Interesting. I don't know how I should take that you know, adjective. Interesting there. when it comes from me is typically <laughs> a good thing. You know, some people you might okay, want to question. I will her. take it. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on the show, Lisa. We're happy to have you here. And, you know, this is going to be a Did fun Did you ride. just call me Lisa? No, I, I said Alicia. I, man. No, you didn't. You totally Did said I say Lisa, Lisa. Or you said Alisa. So say, say that part again. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Alicia, for coming on with us today. <laughs> How's that? That work? That was great. Perfect. That was great. <laughs> well, now that we got all the you know the technicalities out of the way here let's meet today's guest joining us from the university of texas at austin we have members from beauties and the beat we have shell and kendall shell and kendall how are you all doing today we're doing really good despite everything going on we're doing okay best as we can be oh good you guys surviving out there you know <laughs> maintaining good health and everything doing our best taking temperature yeah. twice a day maintaining good health six <laughs> feet you know the drill oh exactly social distancing i like it i love it so just as they're yeah. sitting right next <laughs> to each other <laughs> see we weren't going to mention <laughs> that part I mean, of it no i made her wash her hands you guys look like you're 10 feet apart mm-hmm. in the video i made her wash her hands before I did she, wash my hands. she came in so oh good good there you go that's the important Scouts part honor. at least well, we believe you. So thanks for coming on the show. So kind of to get things kicked off, could each of you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us what year you are in school and if you hold a position in the group. So I'm a senior. I have been in beauty since my first semester freshman year. I'm double majoring in sustainability and geography, and I'm the music director and one of the main arrangers. Awesome. Very cool. I'm a sophomore studying biology, and I've been in beauty since my Freshman year, my first semester here at UT, couldn't have asked for a better group to join. They're like a family to me. I don't currently hold a position in beauties, but I am one of the main arrangers. And I do help with choreography at times as well. Nice. So you've got a couple years yeah, left. I've least. got lots of school left. <laughs> and I, I will good. just add in, she's not just one of our main arrangers. She is an award-winning arranger. Oh, my goodness. Oh, very good. Was too humble to say it. Oh, no. I'm sure we're going to get to that. <laughs> if we're referencing what I think we're talking about, we are definitely going to discuss that. We're not going to overlook that. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of get things going, because there's so much to unpack here with Beauties and the Beat. I'm like, this is an amazing group to bring onto the show. I want to start with a short blurb that I got off you all's website. And I feel like it's just wonderfully worded. It says, Beauties and the Beat strives to support women's causes and female empowerment at UT, as well as in the acapella community by reflecting 
reflecting the strength and power of women through their music and performance. That is a heck of a statement right there. Just let me start by saying that. And I just want to ask, how are these thoughts, how are they reflected not only in Beauties and the Beach, the activities and the things that you all do, but also in terms of your identity and, you know, in terms of musical and social identity? I think having a place for all of us to come together and have an environment where there's not this social pressure to like interact with the opposite sex. Like it it happens. It shouldn't, but it happens. And there's just a a safe space for us to come together and talk about how we're feeling to really be with other people who understand the same things that we're going through being a young woman in the acapella community and the UT community. It's really important to have that space. Mm -hmm. And it's been a source of comfort for me and a really, really welcoming environment. We've definitely like tried to showcase these ideas in the groups that we do perform for. So like on campus, there are a bunch of different clubs that invite arts groups out to perform for them in their events. We like to perform for Voices Against Violence, which supports domestic abuse victims, sexual assault victims. Mm. And so we really just like bringing our music to them and helping anybody just through music. Yeah. And I like how you tied all of that in together. And I believe it was Kendall, you were talking about just kind of like a safe, comfortable space to be in. And I find that really interesting because I think a lot of times when new incoming students join groups, they're just thinking of, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get in. I'll roll with the punches. Uh, You know, if it's a group that I really want to be a part of, I will find some way to acclimate myself into it. Whereas Beauties and Beat, you all are talking about, hey, this is just a group that I feel safe. It's just made me feel like it has kind of this home vibe to it. And also just kind of touches upon all these different groups that you all want to support. So I find that interesting because I don't think most people think about that when they think about this is a group I'm possibly going to be a part of for four years. I I think it's a really interesting dynamic that we have because it's not just performance oriented. We don't Mm -hmm. admit new members based just off of vocal ability. It's how well we feel like we'll create a family with these people Um, And it really is a family. I came to UT Mm -hmm. with no contact with anybody I knew from my old life or from my home, I guess. Uh, Not my old life. (laughs) That sounds dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) But I had no friends here. I had my family all back up in Dallas. And Mm -hmm. there was nobody I could really lean on. But day one, beauties, we had the auditions. And then the little callback social, I guess, um, where we like mm. make cupcakes and talk to old members. <laughs> oh, man. It was so See, fun. We, we didn't have any of that in my group. No, no it's food, the best nothing. thing ever. It was wonderful. Oh. And it was it just <laughs> felt like a family. And we do this thing every week, highs and lows, rainbows, um, where we talk about the good parts of our week, the bad parts of our week, um, what we've been struggling with, what we're looking forward to, stuff like that, just so we can check in on each other and make sure that everybody's doing all right before we get into the music. And I think that's important, definitely, to kind of have that social aspect. It definitely can make or break a group. One more important thing about you all's group, you're the premier all-female group at UT Austin. So in terms of it being so many other groups and you all being the first one at UT Austin, as well as Austin just being a hub of wonderful music, deep musical roots, you know, what does it mean to be an all-female acapella group to you specifically and individually? For me, it's just like... I don't know how to phrase it other than there's no 
other feeling than singing with like a group of women. Like singing with guys has a whole different sound, but when you're singing and blending with women, it's just like this ethereal feeling, this ethereal sound that you get when you finish a song and there's absolutely nothing like it. Like Austin is the live music capital of the world, but there is like almost nobody like us and nobody that gives me the same feeling of like performing with these amazing girls. Yeah, and I know uh, Alicia spent a lot of time or a good amount of time. One of the things we discussed in the last episode was her being a part of an all-female group. And Alicia, I'm curious, is, is all of this resonating and kind of oh, yeah. Think, uh, yeah, absolutely. taking you back to um, when you're in a group? Did you feel the similar things that they're discussing? Yeah. So one of the things that Noteworthy does is at their end of the year concert, at least they've, they've done this for the last few years, they'll actually invite all the alumni on stage to sing How Great Thou Art. And that arrangement is like butter and pretty much like a few minutes, not even a few, a few minutes, it's a few minutes long, um, <laughs> a few seconds into it, you just get chills everywhere. And I mean, I sing with a mixed acapella group now post-collegiate, but it's definitely very unlike the experience I had when I was on Noteworthy at BYU. We do the exact same thing. So at our spring concert every year, our first song that the group ever sang was I Won't Say I'm In Love from Hercules and we bring everybody on stage and it's like just a big party because everybody like acts it out and is like, oh, hello. (laughs) It's such a fun song to sing. I hope you've got lots of divas on that stage with the muses, you know. so fun. (laughs) It is the best thing ever. It uh, it ends with everybody like, you know how in the song the the muse is like, (sighs) at the end, everybody everybody leans (laughs) on each other and (sighs) (laughs) so fun. I I will say I'm jealous because uh, our group, back when I was in a college acapella group, our group did a Disney medley and the girls did the I Won't Say I'm In Love and the guys just had to stand back there and watch it and just like, (laughs) man, they're just having so much fun and we we got nothing here. So I'm I'm definitely jealous. And unfortunately for you, Brian, you will never be able to be part of an all-female acapella group. So I'm sorry, but and I'm I'm sure Shell and Kendall will agree with me. You are missing out. Retweet. Retweet. Hard retweet. It's all right. I'm I'm vicariously living through all of you all as I'm hearing all these stories and experiences. Fair enough. So with that, I think this is a great time just to kind of, since I have so many members or current and past members of all female acapella groups, I'm very curious because I spend a lot of time with the work I do outside of the show, just focusing on college groups and writing about them and publicizing videos. And one of the big things is just, man, there's just this influx of all female groups are just popping up and they're so amazing. They're so talented. And it just always has kind of just made me think about, you know, what makes things different between all female groups, co-ed and all male groups. And I'm just curious, what would you say is the single biggest challenge that all female groups tend to face if there is one? That's a good question right there. I think, at least in my experience, the biggest challenge for all female groups is not being judged on the same level. We're judged as being an all-female acapella group, not as being an acapella group. It's harder to win competitions. Mm -hmm. It's harder to advance in things just because we don't have the entire vocal range that mixed acapella groups or even all-male acapella groups do. And people see not the talent of the female acapella group. They see the talent compared to mixed acapella groups. And I think it's I think it's harder to um, stand out against the crowd. And also we get judged. Like so many comments on our judging forms is like, stop touching your hair. Why are you being so sexual? Whoa. Why? Oh, really? Yeah. And there's so many groups. Like there's nothing wrong with bringing a sexuality to your performance. That's what makes it mm-hmm. interesting to watch. And so when you see guys doing like, 
hip swings and stuff like that, judges love it. But whenever you see girls doing any sort of hip movement, it's like, um, it's distracting from your vocals. Mm-hmm. I don't really like that you did that. I was I was actually going to say, I, I have to agree with what you've both been saying. I think one very big challenge for all female groups is finding the line between being entertaining. Really, you just don't want to cross that line of stuff becoming too sexualized, but you also want to be entertaining. And so Mm -hmm. it's it's a very fine Mm -hmm. line, unfortunately. I think there's an interesting dynamic there because a lot of the times you'll see female groups doing these um, really empowering, like hypersexualized songs that that are almost aggressive, I think. And it's like, this is an all-female group. They are standing for empowerment. But then you get judged on the hypersexuality and the aggressive performance that you're giving. Uh, Like one of my favorite songs. I I really, really like the song that we sing. Um, It's Boy. I don't remember who it's by. Little Mix. Little Mix. But it's like, forget that boy. I'm a boss or whatever, and I'll deal without Mm -hmm. it. And those are like usually the songs that I hear from, or the most popular songs I hear from all-female acapella groups. And I feel like that's almost expected from an all-female acapella group. And if you don't do it, you're just singing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like, I love that women embrace those mm-hmm. songs and embrace what makes us women. But sometimes when you try and step out of the box and sing something that is in a completely different area that most female mm-hmm. groups, like, haven't stepped into before, people just kind of look at you funny and they're like, oh, why don't you, like, sing about boys again? Yeah. So hmm. let me ask you this. Um, what What is something that Beauties and the Beat has done to try to overcome some of those challenges? So recent competition set, back whenever we were planning it last, what, May? We decided we would not sing about relationships or love or heartbreak or anything oh, that's at big. all. We decided before we even choose the chose the theme, before we chose any of the songs, we were like, I do not want to sing about this again. Because we had just sang four songs in a whole set that were just about relationships. About boys. About mm-hmm. boys. And <laughs> coming into it as music director, I like was not having it. I did not want to do that again. That's not what everybody mm-hmm. relates to. Half of our group doesn't even mm-hmm. like boys, so... Why sing about boys? So it's because it's expected. It's expected. It's expected and so from an all-female acapella group. We're we're really happy with how it turned out because we sang about ourselves and about like our own journeys, and we did better than we've ever had singing about mm-hmm. boys. And I feel like we really talked about the journey of self-discovery yeah. and coming into our own in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was everybody telling their own story. It wasn't talking about this relationship that we come up together as a group to sing about. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. It's about everybody telling their own journey to the audience and having that message be relayed Mm -hmm. through performance. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say that as a a male acapella performer, I've never had to actually ever think about this. This is really interesting because I've always been a part of co-ed groups or, you know, very long ago I was a part of an all, all male acapella group back in high school. And it was just like, you know, we never had to worry about the song's message, if anything, we're, we're always just trying to be aware of, are we doing enough ballads? Are we doing enough up-tempo and things like that? And uh, thinking back to ICCA, that was our only concern, even with being in a co-ed group. It was just, okay, do we have the upbeat to start? We have a ballad and something metal. We never thought about, is this too over-sexualized? Are we going to uh, receive the wrong critiques and things like this? And so it's very eye-opening and enlightening. And I'm, I'm curious, because uh, I know that based off what I'm hearing, this is definitely temperature in the competitive scene, but does this put any added pressure on just your normal repertoire and set list? 
I wouldn't say necessarily. It's definitely in the competition scene, but we do a lot mm-hmm. of songs for us. Um, people arrange okay. songs that they like, that they think are fun, that they think will be fun for the group. Um, we have recently dipped into writing songs for specific voices mm-hmm. so that the same voice isn't heard over and over and over. And we kind of rep- we kind of showcase all the voices in our group. Yeah. We're, we're going into more of songs that we want to sing, mm-hmm. not songs that we're expected to sing or think that the audience wants us to sing. Mm-hmm. But for competition, it definitely is that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our, like, general general repertoire is, like, we try to keep it upbeat because we perform for a lot of things and nobody wants to sit and hear you sing a sad song for five minutes. Um, yeah. And <laughs> all of the upbeat songs that we had were Forget That Boy, uh, New Rules, anything like that. All about, time Time Machine. Yeah. All um, about forgetting that boy. Yeah. Which people love. People eat that up. <laughs> yeah. And so oh, definitely. if they want us for entertainment and that's what they want us to sing, like we're happy to sing it because that is what we feel, but that's not the only thing that we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're getting into the more of the performing the song and performing different stories mm-hmm. because a lot of the songs are about female empowerment and that is important. But it's not all that we mm-hmm. can do as a group. And yeah. it's not all that we should do as a group. Uh, Shell actually just um, arranged a piece by Queen. We're singing a Queen song. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of other just random pop culture songs that are just fun. Mm-hmm. Not even mm-hmm. with the message like, forget that boy or I am a queen. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because those are fun. But Yeah, and I'm wondering if this is a kind of a reflection of the the natural progression that we tend to see when it comes to the competitive acapella scene because, you know, it, it goes through these different waves of phases of the type of music that, you know, the judges are drawn to as well as the audience. And right now, unfortunately, you know, a lot of what hits the audience emotionally is all this music that you all are bringing up, unfortunately, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. which no, is the, right. the big thing about it. And, and it's, it just sucks. I'm just like, you know, you know what? We should be able or not. Sorry, not we. You all should be able all female acapella group should be able to go up there and do whatever it is that they feel like doing and you know if it hits emotionally based on the talents and what people are receptive to that should be it it shouldn't be a matter of oh they did this in a certain way and you know what it took away from it you know i think that that's what just really kind of hurts the competitive scene and you know i know that there are a lot of groups out there who choose not to even get involved in the competitive scene because there's so much politics involved at the end of the day so I know it's a struggle. It's definitely a struggle, but I commend you all for what you're doing right now and, you know, the awareness that you're having uh, with your group to just be like, hey, this is not what we're going to conform form to forever. You know, it might be something we we play up for now, but this is not who we are. This is not our identity. And I I love it. I love what I'm hearing. And on that note, we're going to take one short, quick break and we're going to come back and continue speaking with Beauties and the Beat members, Shell and Kendall. Right here on Talkapella. Aw, oh, shoot. I just missed my favorite Acaville show. What? It gets rebroadcast on Sundays? Great news! You too can tune in on Sundays for Rebroadcast Sunday, where we replay all of our original programming twice once in the morning and once in the evening. Check out our schedule on Acaville.org so that you can tune into your favorite show again. Acaville, the best in acapella shows and music, rebroadcast on Sundays. And welcome back to Tacapella. It's been a really great night for us so far, and we've talked about some of 
We touched on a little bit of some of their accomplishments and what drives them as a group, um, but we would be doing everyone a major disservice if we did not congratulate Beauties and the Beat on their third place honors at this year's ICCA. So well done, ladies. Um, not only this, but you had some members receive an award for an outstanding arrangement. So very good. And that was that Kendall no, was who arranged Kendall. that? It was um, me and another one of my R members. Um, we had okay. mashed together. Bear with me. We mashed together uh, <laughs> What a Wonderful World by oh. Louis Armstrong. Okay. Um, and yeah. then at the very end, it transitioned into a minor chord and went straight into oh, okay. a bad guy, very a friend mashup by Billie Eilish. And Ooh, very cool. it was nice. very cool. A lot of fun to perform. A mm -hmm. lot of character was put into performing those two songs. That's awesome. Yeah. Please tell me we have a video coming of this sometime Oh, it's already up. It's already oh, it's up. up. You can oh, check it out. Oh, I'm definitely okay. going to have to go watch I'm that. I'm watching that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go have to go watch so, that. So tell me, what was more memorable through your ICCA experience, the performative development of the group or the end result? Probably just leading up to it, had worked on this set in such a different way than we've ever done a set before. I think in the past, we would choose random songs that we already knew and try and make a set with that. But this year, we created a set specifically from scratch. And we arranged the songs over the summer, and we brought it all together instead of picking and choosing and making something. And we had everybody choreograph. We had everybody give their comments and tweak the song arrangement-wise and dynamics-wise and everything like that. So it's really... It really was every single one of us, all 16 of us, creating a set together. And it was a performance. Creating that performance with the group was very, uh, it was a great process. Mm -hmm. It was a very worthwhile process. Because in the last, my freshman year, last year's um, ICCA set, it was a couple songs that we liked um, and threw together and kind of like put a story to it a little bit. <laughs> and it was fun <laughs> to perform. But this this one told a story. It told mm -hmm. um, a journey, an adventure, and we all got to create that together. There were so many times where we sat down in a circle and <clears throat> talked about what we felt with this song, what these lyrics mean to me, why it's arranged this way, what it's what it's trying to tell, mm -hmm. and had a collective story about it. So about Very cool. how much time is spent, you know, in that just that brainstorming, you know, finding meaning and soul searching within the music about how much time goes into that before you all are ready to begin rehearsing? Well, so whenever we were choosing the song and creating the story, I think it took about four ish hours to find exactly what songs we wanted. And like, even through that, it changed as the arrangers were working on the songs. And then... Mm -hmm. We started learning the songs, and then after we were familiar enough with them, then we started talking about what exactly they mean. And so for me, I felt like it worked so much better to kind of wait a little bit and have people come up with these ideas in their heads about what everything meant, and then share with everybody. And then everything after that just clicked. Every issue that we were having, vocals-wise, just clicked. Wow. And that's, that's tough that I'm like to get a cohesion like that. It's very tough and it's not always upfront and uh, direct with other groups. Um, and when it came to discussing and sharing different ideas about the arrangements and music, did you all find that you were on the same page typically in terms of your viewpoints or did you just like, Hey, you know, I'm kind of feeling this way and then I'm feeling this way. And we kind of met at the middle. I think it was, um, all that, all the issues that could have potentially came up. 
we're squashed in the beginning by discussing okay. what we where we want to go with the set, mm-hmm. discussing oh, okay. what kind of story we want to tell mm-hmm. um, and what we want the conclusion to be, yeah. um, and picking the music because it's not just picking songs we like; it's picking lyrics, it's picking it's picking uh, different different motifs from each song. Mm-hmm. One of the pieces Shell arranged took different motifs from all the songs and put them together because it was kind of like the final song of the conclusion of the, the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was easier to agree on that message when we had a, done that done that in the first place. Because mm-hmm. then we kind of have an idea of where we want to go with the dynamics in the song, etc. So you said it took about four hours to kind of determine where you wanted to go with that. Um, I'm curious as to how many, you said you have 16 members in the group. How many people were involved with that decision process of deciding where your group was going to be going with the upcoming school year and and the next season of ICCA? I believe it was 10 of us. I strangled everybody and was like, you better come. And so I think (laughs) I got, I, I set up like two different times and so, like, only two people came to the first one, and we got a lot of groundwork, mm-hmm. and then, like, all the rest of the group that wasn't graduating came, and we just, like, looked stuff up on YouTube and wrote it down on the chalkboard. So was it your members from the previous year who got together that yes. May? so it was everybody but okay. the brand new girls, but it- Okay, and so you had already had auditions at that time, so you knew who was going to be in the group moving forward? No. Um, oh, okay. So okay. we do auditions in September, so we had- what okay. four-ish months before that so we tried to make sure everything was arranged before they came and then after they came I'm honestly surprised it worked as well as it did because all of them found their own story within the set I think because we okay. made it mm-hmm. such a universal concept that literally everybody goes through that they all found and created their own story within it and like added their own spins on everything and worked on choreo with us and worked on dynamics and I think every single person knew or not, like, found their place in the set. Did you all feel that you accomplished the mission or the message that you all set out with in terms of your set? I know that a lot of groups, they go there and they might beat themselves up a little bit. I'm like, hey, we might not have get it. I got every note right. We might have missed a step or two. But, you know, hey, we still went out there and did what we had discussed we wanted to do. So I'm curious if you felt that you accomplished what you set out to do with in terms of a competition format. I think so. I would think so. Because everybody got up there and told their story. Mm-hmm. And that was the important part. Um, get up there and feel it. Uh, be present and perform. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt that energy. I felt all of us yeah. connecting through that. It wasn't perfect. We're never going to be perfect. No. And that's okay. Because we're just a family that performs together mm-hmm. and tells stories. I'd rather... Like, I wouldn't trade anything for perfection, I think. I would much rather spend time, like, hanging out with everybody than drilling rehearsals mm-hmm. 10 hours a week. Like, I would mm-hmm. I would not. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't trade anything for what we have or what we did. I'm going to print that out and frame it on my wall. I wouldn't <laughs> I know, trade anything for perfection. Man. That's great. <laughs> so... So with that, is more ICCA in you all's future? Is that just kind of a mainstay for the beauties at the end of the day? Is that something you want to do every single year? I think so, because it's the uh, quarterfinals are regional, and they're usually somewhere um, mm-hmm. in Texas, and we have members from yeah. all over. Uh, last year, we went up to one of our members' houses in Dallas because mm-hmm. it was in it was in Allen, 
And we all slept over at her house. Her mom made us waffles in the morning. It was adorable. Oh, man. Perfect. But it's. I think ICCA is probably going to be a constant for us um, just because it gets us off the ground with competition. And it's kind of... It's kind of run-of-the-mill competition scene. Anything we mm-hmm. do with ICCA can carry over into any other competitions that we do. We were going to do the Texas Review this year before the mm-hmm. apocalypse happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. But it's that's another talent competition that we were looking at doing. Um, I see. Oh, yeah. I see more in the future for us, competition-wise, mm-hmm. than just ICCA. But again, mm-hmm. our members have lives and they're busy. One of us is a is a fine arts performing arts major. Um, everybody has things that they have to do. We all have school, so acapella isn't it's it's front seat for most of us. But it's not. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way for us to do three like traveling competitions oh, in a yeah. semester. There's no way. I admire that so much that other groups get to do mm-hmm. like boss and so jam and ICCA's mm-hmm. like all those competitions in one yeah. semester even. Mm-hmm. But I think that unless they all happen to be in Texas, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably not. Probably not for us. But I, I do hope yeah. that in the future I won't be part of the group, but I hope that we'll do some more competitions with workshops. Cause I did mm-hmm. one of those um, mm-hmm. with beauties my freshman year and it was so incredible. They did an arranging workshop, they did a beatboxing workshop and that's how I learned to arrange and beatbox. And that's, or at least that's what got me started. And so I really hope that y'all get to do that. Yeah. And it's important to find that balance with groups because sometimes you have kind of a diverse mix of members where some of them are just like, Oh, we got to compete. We got to compete. This is all I've ever dreamed of is don't compete. And other people are like, eh, I'm good. You know, as long as we get to sing and perform regularly, this is who I am and this is what I'm okay with. And I, I think it's super important to find that balance for. For me personally, you know, my first few years, it was about developing the group as well as can we get to a point to compete? And then that last year was just really, you know what? I could care less if we compete again because there are other things we want to take advantage of. And so I think that's important to figure out for, for every single group. I think it's a really good creative outlet for arrangers at least because I know my favorite thing to arrange is like sad songs mm-hmm. or slow songs. <laughs> and that's not the mm-hmm. most you don't want to have a ton of slow songs in your rap or at least not more than like upbeat songs. And so it's such a cathartic way for me to like be emo and like Mm -hmm. express my emotions (laughs) just because you can't really do that and be super incredibly creative for general arrangements. Mm -hmm. The fun upbeat arrangements are also really fun because, and they're, they're really important because Mm -hmm. we spend so much of our time drilling in competition sets and um, yeah. sometimes we get invited to do these uh, these performances. Like we performed at the Texas Thon Marathon, the mm-hmm. dance marathon, um, where they have to stand for twelve hours, something like that. Yeah. And we usually go at the at uh, at the end of the night, uh, like six or seven or so. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's tired, and we don't want to go up there and sing a bunch of sad slow <laughs> songs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, like performing for family and performing mm-hmm. for friends and doing casual performances. Those are not. Yeah, we don't want to make him cry. No. <laughs> oh, I get it. You got to you got to liven it up every now and then. So I, I get where you're coming from. The last thing you want is like an hour full of you know like slow jams. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I well, I am I am curious. So um, Shell, you were talking about how going to ICCA can be really cathartic for arrangers. Um, and I know earlier we mentioned that you are the first 
Is it the first female acapella group at UT Austin or just the first acapella group? We're the first female acapella group. So I think we're only okay. seven years old, maybe eight by now. Okay. I don't know. I, I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Uh, I think we were formed in 2013. <laughs> so seven. yeah. But um, we're the first female group. There's another one that's okay. that was just one a year or two ago. And they're getting okay, up cool. on their feet right now. We're really excited to see what they have in store. But we're very happy that we got to like get our foot in the game and start when we did. So let me ask you, um, so you said it's it's great to be able to go to ICCA and it's cathartic because of the for arranging at least. Um, is there any sort of collaboration between the different acapella groups at UT Austin, and how how has that how has that experience been? If there has been, oh, that? yes, there has. So we have a brother group. <laughs> they're the Texas Song Horns. Okay. And oh, okay. Oh, that's they're funny. Amazing. They're amazing. We have been brother sister groups for I think as long as we've both been around, and we have been working on. Well, we don't get to do it this year because. Apocalypse, mm-hmm. but Acapocalypse. Right. <laughs> That's the new name for it. Yep. <laughs> um, but we were working on, or I was working on at least a mashup of "Wait for It" from Hamilton and "Wait for Me" from Hades Town to try and do some stuff like that. We were working on. We didn't have anything actually going yet, but we were working on like a main group song. We did. A really fun Christmas song together. We do our Christmas concerts together every other year. We okay. do our spring concerts together, and we have like little groups do songs. We did, we did Silent Night. You did, I did a White okay. Winter Hymnal. Yeah, by Fleet Foxes. Ooh, and then good choice. A few years ago, we did like The Greatest Showman, the intro song. Okay, and so okay, very it's, cool. It's a lot of us two together. I don't know so much about the rest of the groups. I think there's like twelve on campus i don't really know oh nice Mm. but every single group is so different and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah it's awesome we do in acapalooza every year where every single group does a set and it's so amazing to hear what everyone has because we're all so different but incredible Mm -hmm. so the acapella community at ut is pretty pretty inviting everyone's for the most part on okay terms and willing to kind of work with each other if someone reaches out yeah Absolutely. We have inter-acapella council, so they run. Oh, it's oh, a wow. member or two from each group that runs auditions and makes sure that everybody knows everything that's going on. And if someone gets mm-hmm. into multiple groups that auditions, they get an email from the IAC and not from this group and that group and this group all saying it's from mm-hmm. saying, hi, so-and-so, you got into XYZ. Please let us know your decision. They would all be excited to have you. Let me know if you have more questions. Mm-hmm. So as a whole, what 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 do you think is like the, the biggest benefit to having kind of that council on campus? Because I know lots of schools and universities have nothing like that. I'm like, we didn't have anything like that when I was back in college. Um, I've always thought it was cool. Um, and I've, I've just only heard of it from terms of a recruitment standpoint. Are there other benefits that are there? We have a boat party every year, and it's so fun. We all just go out on the lake, and we rent a boat, and we get 100 people to come out and have, Drink Capri Sun. have fun in the sun mm-hmm. all day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so social. I like it. I like it. That was a good answer. Because <laughs> you said you're a sophomore, yes. right? <laughs> 
so so i have one more question so we have about about a minute and a half left here before we have to take one more break so given that we reference so much to the apocalypse going on here and the whole pandemic how is beauties and beat managing because I know that for one, it's affecting class schedules and meeting and things like that. On an even larger scale, you know, it's affecting everything you have planned for the members who this is their final semester. So how are you all uh, managing that? Are you still in communication? Do you still have plans on what to do about everything right now? We, uh, we actually had a Zoom call meeting last night where we all just caught up with each other. Um, and we do these things every summer. Uh, we do spotlights for each member mm-hmm. where everybody sings their own song. Um, and I think we're going to try to do some group stuff too. You've seen the, the mashups on, on YouTube where oh, yeah. all the people are uh, like in the little Zoom mm-hmm. boxes and doing the, doing the right. acapella. Okay. Mm-hmm. We may or may not have something in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Check what? our Facebook. May or may not. <laughs> Check our Facebook for all the spotlights. Uh, we're going to have some group stuff. We're trying to keep it as normal as usual. Um, we definitely can't mm-hmm. meet. We can't rehearse. Um, but we're not going to stop the music and we're definitely not going to stop seeing each other. Yeah. We're having a Zoom party tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And more Capri Sun. We'll all drink Capri Sun in the comfort <laughs> of our own home. <laughs> Zoom meetings and Capri Suns. I like it. Yeah. I like it. We started it. That... a Minecraft server. We did start a Minecraft server. What? And it's a lot <laughs> of fun. Oh, oh my gosh, it's so fun. There was like eight, nine people on there? Yeah, and it's, it's between okay. us and the Songhorns. Mm-hmm. And so we have... Oh, that's so that funny. we have. And for for those of the listeners who don't understand the the pun with the the songhorns, yeah. right? Or Texas yeah. songhorns. The mascot at the University of Texas is the longhorn. The Texas longhorn, them <laughs> so. for life. <laughs> I mean, my my sister went to A and M, so sorry. I, I mean, I I, I actually I gotta go. My don't mom necessarily have home, a preference, so. but. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, man, I hope that you all continue uh, going strong with uh, the gaming that's going on. You know, I'm always an advocate of gaming in acapella. So that's awesome. Uh, with that, we're going to take one more short break and we're going to come back and continue our conversations with Beauties and the Beat right here on Talkapella. Sure, we have tens of thousands of songs in our library, but I bet you have access to songs we don't have. If you're an artist, a group, or you happen to have a killer music library, then head over to our website. Send us some music. We'd love to play tunes we don't already have in the library, and it's always growing. In fact, most of the music that we receive, we get directly from groups and artists. So head on over to the website, acaville.org, and hit Submit Your Music. We'd love to play it on our air. Thanks for joining us back on Talkapella. Man, it's been an enlightening, eye-opening, and just overall fun episode with our members here today from Beauties and the Beat, um, Shell and Kendall. So we just want to thank you all for coming on the show. It's been a, a real joy and pleasure talking to you all. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you all so oh. much. Oh, yeah, of course. So with that, as per tradition around here, our final segment, we always like to leave the community with some advice, something that they can walk away with from, you know, anything that we've been talking about, anything that's been on our minds or anything that we just feel that they should know. So with that, we're going to ask both of you if you could offer our community here. Uh, one piece of advice, you know, it can be to a singular person, it can be to a community, it can be to directors, it can be to members, it can be to fans. If you were to offer a piece of advice, what would you say to them? And we pose that question to you. I would say this is, this would be for everybody in any acapella group ever is to try and learn 
everything humanly possible or even not human humanly possible or even not humanly possible learn how to beatbox learn outside your part learn harmonies if you don't already know that learn overtones subharmonics literally everything learn how to arrange because it will make everything so much more fulfilling when you know that you had a hand in creating all of these different things yeah perfect i like it and kendall this is kind of advice for any community out there, not even just the acapella community, but hang out outside of rehearsal, uh, get to know each other, get to be a family. I really feel super close with my group and they've saved my, saved my life so many times. Mm-hmm. It's a great community to have and a wonderful support system. And acapella can be wonderful with friends. It feels like you're just coming together to have this musical baby with all the people that you love the most in the world and it's the most amazing feeling (laughs) that is so true i love that definitely a musical baby for sure (laughs) (laughs) all right okay charlene kendall it has been so much fun chatting with you both tonight and i for one will definitely be looking you up following your stuff and become will become a fan tell our audience how they can find you on social media or how to how to connect with beauties in the beat so make sure you follow us on Facebook to see our spotlights. Make sure you follow us on YouTube to see our ICCA video and everything coming up. And follow us on Spotify to hear our latest single. It's called The Greatest. And all of those names are under Beauties and the Beat. Also on Instagram because mm-hmm. we're maybe cute. sometimes. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. And uh, Alicia, if our listeners wanted to, you know, get a hold and talk and just kind of learn more about our new co-host, where could they find you? Well, they could listen to the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> that works in these social um, channels. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm under Alicia Merwin Edwards. That's my maiden name and my last name. Um, Alicia is spelled E-L-I-C-I-A because that's not how it sounds um you can find me on instagram under merwin nation it's a play on words with my maiden name um so merwin m-e-r-w-i-n a-t-i-o-n um i am very rarely on twitter so we won't even talk about that (laughs) for me it's just really facebook and instagram not a problem wonderful and as always you can go and find me on twitter at the brian alex brian with an i and for all the work that i do with college acapella please go follow them on facebook instagram and twitter um and of course tacapella has a twitter account so please go follow us at tacapella two p's two l's and yeah that's gonna do it for our show today we want to thank shell and kendall so much for joining us today it was a wonderful conversation we we can't say thank you enough for just bringing so much knowledge and so much insight to us for the show today thank you all so much for having us this was so amazing to do like thank you seriously it was a wonderful experience thank you guys anytime awesome yeah you guys have been so much fun Yeah, you all are welcome back on the show anytime. And of course, this show would not be possible without the wonderful people over at Acaville Radio. They give us a platform here to engage in these deep, insightful conversations with wonderful guests. Please go follow them on all major social platforms, as well as their website at acaville.org to hear around-the-clock acapella music. And that's going to do it for us today, everyone. Thanks for listening to Talkapella. And for everything else, stay tuned.